0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a special episode.
1: One day you turn around and it's summer. Next day you turn around and it's fall.
0: Welcome to Frankly Drinking, Season 2. As
1: a man who has always had the wandering ways, now am reaching back for yesterday.
0: I'm your host, Larry.
1: Till a long-forgotten love appears.
0: And I'm Luke.
1: And you're listening to Frankly Drinking. That's
0: right, we're easing back in, like summer turns to fall. We're easing back into season two with the smooth sounds of the September of my years. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a while. We have a special, special episode here for you. Uh, this is the Return episode number one, season two of Frankly Drinking, and um, we're coming to you outdoors by the fire with the crisp air turning from uh, summer to fall. And I, I can't think of a better way to, to kick it off than to do something special like this.
2: Uh, me, me neither, Larry. This is uh, this is just right. Um, classic album. Frank from 1965 on Reprise Records, and here we are, we're having, uh, we're going to have a little, we have a little of the Nectar of the Gods tonight, and... That's right.
0: Enjoy this uh, beautiful September evening. Yeah, we got the patio lights on, again, the, we have a fire going, and... Um, <laughs> I, I just thought we'd, we would do this before it got too cold. <laughs> uh, we, might, we might even have an owl uh, show up. Uh, I've been known to have an owl in my backyard here. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pour him a drink if he shows up. So so th- this, this record uh, is really, really cool. It's uh, something I listened to recently, and I thought this would be perfect to kick off the show in September and kind of reflect on uh, the month and uh, reflect on uh, bourbon Heritage Month um, because we're still in bourbon Heritage Month and we're going to talk about what that means you never know what the the next uh, the next uh, hour holds <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to, to that effect I, I, I wanted to just go straight in I um, uh, there's a little bottle there in front of you. Oh, okay. Um, if you if you want to pour some of this, we we can't start the show without a drink in our hands. No, we
2: gotta have a little beverage.
0: Um, but you know, it's all part of this uh, this uh, new way of thinking on season two. Uh, we we want to give you some more Frank, some more music, and uh, some more bourbon. You know, that's the whole idea.
2: It's like last season only more so.
0: Even double the season. More
2: Frank, more booze. More fun. It's it's just like like I said, like last season but only just a little bit well, a lot better. Times <laughs> times two. <laughs> times two. Uh
0: so okay. you know, I, I just I don't know. I can't really hold my excitement uh anymore because basically we're talking about uh uh bourbon heritage a little yeah. bit and the heritage of bourbon uh, uh, goes back. Obviously, we've talked about Elijah Craig on this show. I don't know. Sure. If, I don't know. If, have we had we had, we had Elijah Craig on one episode? But um, uh, yeah, I, think, we should do it I a, think so. A full Elijah Craig episode. I, th- I think so for sure. Yeah. But um,
1: okay.
0: did, you, did you taste that yet? No, no. I just oh, we're just, I just smelled it. Yeah. I oh just, man, this uh, this is quite a treat, folks. Because uh, um, well, you know what? Take a sip. I don't. Take I don't know what this is. By the way, Larry is keeping uh, yeah. this
2: very much under wraps so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a taste and mm-hmm. see see mm-hmm. what the deal is oh
0: wow well this uh, this particular bottle uh, was was barreled in 1955. What? That's right. You heard that right. Nineteen fifty-five.
2: It put was put in the barrel. Put in the barrel. Ten years before
0: this album was in made. In Nineteen fifty-five. It was it was dumped from this barrel. Yeah. In nineteen sixty-seven. Ooh. So pretty much, almost entire the entire reign of Frank <laughs> Frank Sinatra rise and fall, not fall but just you right know, right. Uh, Twilight years, yes, uh, of the late '60s. Yeah. So from in the wee small hours of the night to the world we knew. Everything. This in, this in liquor. Between. This this whiskey sat in the barrel, and, uh, and. old Fitzgerald, twelve year old, very old Fitzgerald, twelve year old bourbon. This is uh, this yeah, is as rare a as you taste get. It.
2: This is,
1: yeah,
0: Yeah, you can't, I mean, this is the precursor to Pappy Van Winkle. This is the precursor to Weller. This is the same distillery uh, as Weller. Uh, This is the original, this was barreled and distilled, distilled and barreled in the Stitzel Weller distillery. That still stands today. Right. Opened on Prohibition, I'm sorry, opened on Derby Day, 1936.
2: Wow. So, and this is, this brand is now part of Heaven Hill, but back then it it was all.
0: That's right. uh, The brand was sold. Weller. Yeah, sold a couple different owners. Spread out all around. I mean,
2: the the legacy. Yeah. um, I think you might have read the right thompson book
0: yes uh pappy land which yes.
2: i did i recently read and, yeah. and gave about a half dozen copies of to friends yeah and um uh, the the tentacles the connections between the old stitzel weller and a half dozen uh of the current makers i think and maybe four or five of them at least yeah it's
0: uh it's something it is uh mm. pappy himself could have tasted out of those barrel this was, this basically was in, the Rick house when he was still alive and still there. Mm. So, uh, well, I think, you know, why, why just, why just think he
2: might have done it? I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty you're sure. Just say, go I'm ahead. Sure and that. Go on Pappy, limb and say that. Happy yeah. went in there and he he checked this barrel out and he was like, "This is good. But let's just keep it going a little while longer."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the 10 year. Let's not make this a 10 year very old Fitzgerald. They, they also had a very very old Fitzgerald which was I believe 18. Ooh, 15 or 18 years. Okay. Um, so yeah, they they, had, they 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 were basically a premium bourbon mm. uh, back when there was no such thing as premium bourbon. Uh, is what they're mm. what they were doing back then. Old
2: Fitzgerald was, I mean, very old Fitzgerald yes, and, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: And then they survive they somehow survived the glut Years and then they uh, shuttered that distillery in I believe ninety one or ninety two, mm. and um, a lot of those old stocks got transferred over to Buffalo Trace um, and Sazerac and, yeah. and and Pappy Van Winkle was born.
2: And and a few of them, a few of them got. I hate to say this, but a few of them got sent to Canada to be to be put in Crown Royal. Oh yeah, Cause that's the, right. Because the folks at Diageo were like. We need more juice to yeah. make Crown Royal, and they they took some really nice barrels out of Kentucky and made them into blended Canadian whiskey.
0: Did they take Did they take uh, some of the Pappy barrels? They,
2: I think I, I'm pretty sure that's okay. what I remember from the book.
0: Or the I, old Fitzgerald I, barrels?
2: I, well, I don't know if they were old Fitz barrels, but I just remember that they took some and uh, and made them into Crown, which you know that's a travesty. Has its place, but I mean, it's just. Can you imagine if you kept those barrels around? <laughs> They'd be priceless today. Even if you just emptied them then and put them into glass and held them for 30 years, they would have been uh, priceless.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you if you could isolate uh, the actual make of the spirit inside, right? You right. could actually maybe have something worth something. Uh, oh. I need to seek out some of those dusty uh, Crown Royals then. <laughs> uh, so, so September of my years. Um, I mean, this is a w- this this is one of those kind of uh, more down tempo, reflective yeah. albums from Frank, which I really enjoy. Uh, what's the story behind this? Well,
2: uh, Larry, it was it was recorded in, in 1965 uh, on Reprise Records. Gordon Jenkins did the arrangements, and uh, this was uh, Frank had worked with uh, Gordy a few years before, um, and he would become a, a regular. He was a regular in the, in the Frank stable of um, uh, of orchestrators and arrangers, and um, so it, it's an interesting album in that it it um, it does have that melancholy side. It has the tells you the story of a man in middle age and um, I, it's funny that you know Frank was on the cusp of 50 he um, he would turn 50 in December of 1965
0: that's right and yeah the, the man and his music yeah right
2: yeah yeah that that came along and then the, the following year would be um, you know Basie at the Sands was 66 but um, it is interesting that our concept of, of middle age and being old has changed in, in the past uh, 55, 56 years because, um, you know, Frank was feeling really the pull of mortality and the pull of um, the, this is, I'm coming to the last lap, um, in a sense. And we don't think of turning 50 that way anymore um, I do
0: and yet and yet, <laughs> and yet um, I'm kidding
2: yeah you know and I do think there is a really there's a really sort of hopeful side of this um, many of the songs on this album talk about the idea of being old uh, feeling feeling old for in different ways and yet, and yet you know love is the thing that makes us feel young that makes us continue to feel young it it happens it's like in half the songs there's a pivot you know i feel old i feel old i feel old wait a minute she kissed me and now i'm young again you know i mean (laughs) that's that's there that is a that's a recurring theme so there's a lot of there's a lot of hope and a lot of ambivalent, you know, like uh, positivity about it, and um, it is it is a beautiful is a beautiful album, incredibly well orchestrated. The performance by Frank is amazing, and I, I do feel like his voice is is just in a very good place uh, with this record, and and he has the benefit of. Of all those years in the business, uh, about um, twenty years, 20, 20, 23, 24 years, and in, in he was twenty-four,
0: almost twenty-five years at this point. I mean, he's wow. he's been
2: doing it for a long time, and you you get to see the value of experience, the value of someone who knows what they're doing, and the way he draws out um, he draws out notes, the way he connects things, and it's um, it's it's really a sublime performance by Frank um, on this record.
0: Uh, uh, well, speaking of sublime, um, <laughs> I have finished my uh, very old Fitzgerald Ooh. twelve year from nineteen sixty seven, mm. but uh, <laughs> I've I've replaced it mm. with another another fine pour um, from nineteen seventy five. Mm. Uh, so 1975. again, yeah, 1975. I've
2: got to get I got to get a little bit of this juice myself. Yeah, here.
0: you do. Um, 1975. Uh, this is this is also this is also Old Fitzgerald, uh, the Stitzel Weller Distillery. This is Old Rip Van Winkle from 1975. This is what came in. Uh, you might have seen these uh, porcelain decanters.
2: Ah, uh, okay.
0: You know, there's a lot of a lot of uh, bourbon decanters ah, out there yes. in, in porcelain. And Jim Beam had a bunch. Uh, Mictor's as well. Uh, so this is a decanter um, of Old Rip Van Winkle. Um, it's probably around uh, seven years, I think. Does that does it have a seven on the bottle there?
2: Uh, this this one right here.
0: Yeah. Is there any uh, number? No, it just okay. Says, yeah. I want to. S- I want to say the, this yeah, is about seven 70 years old. I'm not sure the age, so but
2: 1975.
0: 1975, and you're going to get a totally different I mean, experience. This is only seven is younger, so, but it's it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know the proof on this. This this, this came out of a, a trade I did.
2: I I just love the absurdity of this thing. Like you know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> when this when this came out we were kids Oh yeah and now we're not exactly
0: We so. were children and now we're men we're old yeah. men so um, what's what's uh, what is another uh, great great track from uh, from this record
2: uh, well we, we're coming up on uh, one of the one of the great ones uh, this is all I ask which was uh, which is actually written by Gordon Jenkins Gordon of course you did the arrangement. On the entire album, worked with Frank again and again over the years, and uh, he uh, he wrote this song um, in 1958. It was recorded by a host of people over the years before before Frank made this record uh, with Gordon uh, Jenkins. He you know it was done. It was done by Nat King Cole. It was done oh, by wow. uh, uh, Tony Bennett, and and you know there's a an interesting thing recently um, this year actually when when tony bennett was doing his retirement uh, his concerts his final his final show is one of the you know frank always loved tony bennett and he called him he would say he was he was one of the only saloon singers left yeah. He and Tony Bennett. I mean, he was saying that he's in, still in left. Eighties. He's still around. And Tony Bennett is still.
0: Should we get Tony on the show?
2: We should. We should do that if we can. But, but Tony Bennett performed this in some of his last concerts, and I think um, it's it's going to be pretty clear why uh, when we when we play this, just because it is one of the very best um, of Gordon Jenkins' uh, creations.
1: Let's take a listen now. As I approach the prime of my life I find I have the time of my life Learning to enjoy at my leisure All the simple pleasures And so I happily conceive
0: This is such a great one it, it just the
1: bass when you shoot at bad men shoot at me take me
0: and that delivery the slower
1: oh okay that's so good yeah line. yeah perfect perfect Wandering rainbows It just trots along, right? For my heart To own Stars in the sky Make my wish come true Before the night finish.
2: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful lyric by Gordon Jenkins and the delivery by Sinatra. All through that, um, really, really a sublime, I said that earlier, but it's still, it's still sublime. What can I tell The whole album,
0: they should have just named
2: it Sublime.
0: Uh, yeah, th- this this is a great pairing, uh, the 75 and this album for sure
1: Mm.
0: I don't want to stop drinking this one it's just so fruity and the the proof is definitely higher than that than that very old Fitz uh, 12 year the the very old Fitz 12 year was a um, European uh, European um, uh, release export so it was Uh, a little lower proof okay Hey, before I forget,
1: yeah,
0: uh, I uh, I got a little gift for you there. Really? For season two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see that little box over there next to yeah. you? Yeah. 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 Gra- yeah. Okay. Open that up. Uh, these are from uh, our friends at Brown Francis Sinatra Shop. What? Online for us. Uh, to drink to drink some water out or you can just drink some bourbon out of it it's oh. a uh, a Frank Sinatra mug there Where with the chairman it? on there in in caricature
2: okay this is in
0: in classic orange in classic Sinatra yes
2: they knew that orange is, is, was his favorite color yes this is uh this is going to be great i'm going to have to replace my morning
1: coffee cup with this yeah and pour in the uh,
0: Pouring the old Joe in there every morning. Yeah, I figured I figured that we could use this for our uh, our water glasses from now on. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of sacrilege to put water in it, but
2: yeah. Because as Frank said, water is for your lawn. <laughs> uh oh, something went something went down the wrong way, and it wasn't the booze; it was the water. It's what you get for drinking water (coughs) That's
0: what Frank would say (laughs) Uh, I don't know what happened there I don't know what happened there I got a little choked up uh, Yeah talk about going around the wrong way there Last night when we were young Everything's got a theme
2: Yeah, The
0: strings
2: This is uh, this is a great song. Uh, one of the one of the great ones on the record. Um, it was written in 1935 uh, by Harold Arlen and
1: uh,
2: lyrics by uh, Yip Harburg. And really, um, "Last Night When We Were Young" is a song that it, it is. Um, it's it's just one of those. Really great songs that that combines the right, the right music, the right lyric. Uh, very nice orchestration on this album uh, by Gordon Jenkins. Yeah, and um, it's it, it's one that really gets to the heart of the theme of this record, and that interplay between old and young, between youth. And aging, and just how, did they did
0: they come to him, or did someone come come to him, or did he have this idea? Like, how did he come up with this kind of concept? You this know, is a, this is a concept yeah. record, right? Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely, so. absolutely. It's
2: it's one of the it's one of the concept albums. Of course, it was done for reprise after Sinatra had started his own uh, record company, and he'd moved on from Capital and uh, a lot of the classic. Concept records right there, were done on Capitol back uh, in the fifties, but at this point he he was well into his his reprise year. He was sixty five, uh, so I don't know if Frank came up with it, but he got he got his boys together, um, Khan and Van Huzen, to do the the title track, and then he just. Uh, they they picked songs that made sense. And um and this
1: was uh, this was definitely one of them. lad who used to who's the
0: middle Yeah, it's just together very well. Uh, from a, as a concept. I mean each each song is very reflective. And uh, some are more like this one, the man in looking glass is uh, very I mean that's very direct obviously it's like it's like the precursor to man in the mirror from Michael Jackson
2: <laughs> mm. um, you know mm-hmm. I, I had I really haven't mm-hmm. listened to this album straight through um, in a while but as when I knew that we were gonna talk about this um, I, I listened to the record uh, straight through a few times and this is one of those songs that kind of uh, it, it, there's more to it than than you might think from the title and it's uh,
1: it also brings
2: some levity affair, to the whole thing there's some humor in this and and, and and Frank uses the, the, true the term you thought sacro ciliac I think sacro he uses in,
0: sacrociliac in this song.
2: Yeah, the, it's it, you know in your lower back. It's yeah. the connecting point, like from from kind of your hips to your backbone. Um, and <laughs> Frank, Frank actually had two songs that at least two songs where he used that that word. He used it on a, a really bad song called the Hucklebuck back in his Columbia days <laughs> <laughs> one he hated and always talked about and then he I think he you redeemed the term here yeah,
0: yeah I mean clap. clearly the uh, I guess the nice uh, alliteration of that word that's correct yeah uh, he was in love with that kind of uh, that thing I guess <laughs> I don't, or maybe he just left it in because he was like that's cool yeah I, that's cool it's the thing that connects your tailbone to yeah. your hip bone
2: the kids are all talking about it apparently
0: yeah yeah uh so it's it's been i think i think it's been right at a year since we recorded a a regular episode we did our christmas episode it's been a a full year it's so good to be back yeah um i wanted to pour you something that's Mm. super special we're talking about bourbon (laughs) heritage we're still in bourbon heritage month there's a lot of podcasts that talk about bourbon and bourbon heritage yeah uh, one day, maybe we can get up there and uh, you know participate mm. in Kentucky. Um, but you know, one thing that I came mean, out, right. of co- yeah, one thing that comes out every year, yeah, um, out of out of uh, Heaven Hill, oh, uh, is the Parker's Heritage Collection. This is an annual Ooh. release, okay, um, and every year they release it to kind of showcase a new style um, or a different type. Of, uh, of whiskey or bourbon. So, hmm. one year they might do uh, barrel finishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year they might do a weeded. Um, they've done a rye. They've done a malt. They've done a curacao finished bourbon. Wh- wh- yeah, what is that? Uh, orange curacao. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. got a, it's got an orange uh, little you know it's an orange flavor to okay. it. Okay. Okay. Um, there's it's aged in barrels. So they take the barrels from curacao and and oh. uh, they ship them over oh, to the, the okay. distillery so and they there's age some it.
2: kind of That's a finishing barrel yes. for it. Okay. Yeah. okay.
0: And then they've, they've done um, some of the early releases, which are super rare. Mm-hmm. They've done um, uh, some bourbons from the 60s, 70s, and 80s and 90s blended together.
2: Oh, boy.
0: Um, okay. So so Parker, Parker Beam, who this is named after, was named after. Mm-hmm. Um, Parker passed away uh, from... Uh, complications uh, from ALS Mm, mm -hmm. so this this release uh, is the uh, Parker's Heritage Promise of Hope release Mm. and this is an amazing amazing bourbon Um, to talk about the heritage of of blending barrels together and finding the right picks and and making a flavor profile that uh, you know is unique and different or consistent. You know, yeah. uh, when Parker was alive, he clearly had his had a handle on this. Uh, he did and his team, or, you know, his, just his taste buds. Yeah. Uh, and so this release, I've, I've had this for a number of years, and uh, I, I pour it up for special occasions. This is a special occasion because we're reflecting on the last year. Uh, and uh, wow. starting a new season. Okay. So um, I'm going to pass this over to you. Okay, thanks. And you wow. uh, pour one of those Pour one of those up, and um, we'll cue up the uh, the next song. Okay. So let's uh, let's raise a glass, yeah. and um, to this very good year.
2: Very good year indeed.
1: When I was seventeen, it was a very good year.
0: you know, the structure of the song is great because I remember it as a kid. The storytelling of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The setup.
2: Yeah, the verses and the way that it builds. And... 35 when is I really was old in this one. <laughs> 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 it
1: was a very good year. It was a very good year for city girls who lived up the stairs with all that
0: perfume. Huh. I, I never had a neighbor with perfume care. Uh, no. I, I, don't, I don't
2: recall that, but I could see being wistful over it if you had
0: had. A neighbor with that, that perfume sure <laughs> the whole hallway stinks like her just right? her whole the whole hallway stinks like her like crow
1: <laughs> when I was 35
2: you drew that very out was like
0: you had to think about it? Very good year.
2: No, just emphasized it.
1: It was, it was a, a very, very good year. Good year. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Frank. <laughs> of independent We'd ride in he
0: was getting paid at 35. He was riding in limousines uh, yeah. are we talking about stretch limousines uh, uh
2: frank was frank was doing fine at that time really nice uh, orchestration again uh, gordon jenkins orchestration is very nice it's beautiful uh, and of course we're all familiar with it if we follow frank at all
1: But now the days are short
0: sure Tying it back to the theme right there
1: Yeah I'm in the autumn of the year Sort of an old world village sound I here
0: Yeah of my life
1: has vintage wine from It plays like a musical number yeah. Oh yeah
0: the Big finish
1: the brim to the it sweet and clear It was a
0: very... It's amazing how simple this song is, yeah. and yet it's it's not one of his better-known songs, I should say, but when you hear him sing it, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot about this one, and yet I remember it clearly growing up listening to him Uh, and a very odd ending
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, it's a it's a it's a really interesting song and a a song that is just well put together from from the writing and the performance
0: it's a classic no I mean doubt.
2: it's and the play on the play on it was a very good year like a bottle of wine and the I mean, there's so much wine imagery you know that's what people would say about oh you know oh this we've we got a 53 spring, uh, you know, or whatever yeah. i mean i don't know what they were drinking back then but right got such and such year and of course um, you know sophisticates would know what what year was a good year mhm so that phrase was was a common phrase. Um, it
0: was a very good year. It doesn't work that way in bourbon. You don't know if it was a very good year or not. <laughs> There's a lot of factors mitigating conditions of, right? You know how hot it was and where you the placement of the barrel in the rickhouse was. You can't just
2: say you know 1999 was a very good year for bourbon. No, you, because it's all different.
0: It's all different. You don't you don't know until that bottle's cracked. You know, then, then the word of mouth spreads, and then it's kind of subjective at that point. But there's nothing subjective about this pour. <laughs> it is fantastic. Uh, I I I I I hate that we're pouring this on the show because it's kind of uh, unobtainium. We're sorry, folks. Yeah, I mean, it's. I was fortunate enough to get this uh, back in I think 2013, 2014, something like that, um, and. Um, I held on to it this long. It's it's really good.
2: Yes, yeah, Larry, thank you for this. I uh, I just love it. It's this is so good. It's mm. Kind of uh, kind of otherworldly. There's so a little bit good. of heaven hill in there,
0: mm. and I don't know. I mean, this is a blend, so I don't know the age of these. Um,
2: I mean, it should it should taste a little like heaven hill.
0: Got a little peanut since
2: it's from. Of powdered sugar and- yep
0: a little peanut um, thing in there a little yeah. nuttiness mm. but not in a bad way at all no just an incredibly elegant and sophisticated dram I mean that's the only way to describe it and, and the burn on it it's not that bad yeah oh, no. the finish just goes on and on I'm again I'm sorry folks I wish you could walk in and buy this off the bottom <laughs> actually every bourbon should be this but, way uh, uh, um, if it could
1: be this good this good And we'll never see All the wonders
2: The next the next track that um, we've got coming up is is from from the Rad, the Rogers and <clears throat> excuse me. The next track that we have coming up is is just one of those uh, timeless songs uh, written by uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, for The King and I. Uh, it's um, it's called uh, Hello, Young Lovers, and um, it's uh, it's it's just one of those one of those great songs. It was done, of course, uh, for the musical uh, from from 1951, and um, it was. Uh, there's a lot of different versions of this. A lot of people recorded it. That's that's what makes it a standard. Uh, but um, about 14 years later, after it debuted, uh, Frank Sinatra recorded it. Let's give it a listen now, and here's Frank.
1: Again, just it's
0: like breezy and trotty, and what? And trotty, like like almost like a waltz, but not really.
2: Well, it was. This is one of the things that that I, that I was talking about earlier, in that it is not. It's definitely not a. It, this is not a pure tear in your whiskey kind of album, a slit your wrist kind of album at all. There's. There's a,
1: there's a there's a there's a
2: positive side of it and um, I think Frank really conveys that um, that
1: warmth and a little bit of whimsy in this. and down the street in a trance you fly down a street on a churn.
2: is really uh, cry at the top of his game as far as his delivery and the way that uh, whatever you he's connecting the words
0: and, don't cry because I'm how did this album do in the charts was was this a? it was hitting with the man in this music so he's yeah. kind of the top of his game this is this is also we should mention when uh uh, Gay Talese uh, wrote his article for Esquire.
2: Oh, Frank Sinatra has a cold.
0: That's right. Which okay. which uh, Toshin uh, Books has has reissued has not reissued but is issuing a a, a new edition, or a brand new book uh, wrapped around that entire article and the in the crafting of it and oh, with the okay. new photographs and everything okay. for the, for uh, for this Christmas season.
2: Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a it's a great story. I mean. You know, and Frank doesn't come off. It is, it is not some sort of, uh, you know, hagiography or something. Um, but it, but it does present uh, a really interesting portrait of Frank um, and what what things were like for him at that time in the mid '60s, when he was feeling like he was getting older, maybe, maybe hitting the September of his years, if you will.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a great there's a great scene you know quote unquote scene right. where he's in this kind of yeah. bar that's exclusive <laughs> to like the young Hollywood elite writers and actors and he mm-hmm. rolls up in you know in a suit and with his all, all his goons right in the suit and his friends and pals and then there's like these you know not hippies but like hipsters kind of right. actor yeah. and writer guys yeah, yeah. And, and he gets in a they're playing pool. Right. Yeah, and he's standing around like watching them, and yeah, it's it's he's great.
2: Just, he's just shaking his head like, yeah, who do they think they are? Right, you know, like... right. And and uh, he... some guys in some guys in turtlenecks and jackets. That that's the kind of vibe, right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: He gets attitude from some twenty-something. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care, Grandpa. <laughs> boomer, okay, Boomer.
2: <laughs> oh. oh man. Um, to answer your question, I mean this album was album was a commercial success. Um, it did it did very well, um, and it, it did well uh, critically. Uh, there was uh, uh, Sinatra won uh, best male vocal performance uh, for it was a very good year uh, from this album at the Grammys, and um, it's it's a it's an album that holds up. Um, incredibly Incredibly well, and is still still so relevant. Uh, Fifty five years.
0: There's a lot after, in there. Yeah. Uh,
2: Fifty six years, excuse me, after it was released.
0: There's so, a lot in there. There's a there's a lot of great stuff here, and a lot, uh, lot to unpack. I, I think. I mean, again, it's so hard to, to rank it's not your albums, but I, I definitely think that it uh, it's kind of uh, underrated uh, hmm. at how tight this is and how. How kind of well yeah, crafted it is.
2: It, it, it definitely is, and the, the song lengths—the song lengths are tight. Um, you're not going to see a five-minute, six-minute song in here. These are all tight, three, three and a half, four. Like you know, you're lucky to. I mean, they don't. I don't know if any of them touch four. Maybe they do. They, they get up to four, but there's a lot of short songs on here where that message is told really succinctly and tightly by uh by the man that frank called gordo uh gordy gordo hey gordy uh, i need a hit uh, i think and frank
0: i i don't know if i'm correct in in guessing this but was this the last album uh to chart like really well for frank uh, I think don't, don't, after this, he he didn't have a. Big... I don't.
2: I don't think so because he did. Uh, he did. He came out a retire. You know, he did his retirement and then came back and you know, like stuff like "Old Blue Eyes" is back. I mean, he had he had hits. He. he I mean, well, he had hit, song, albums, hit, hit songs, but no, I mean, the I his album albums, sales. His albums did. His, okay. his albums did did quite well when he when he came out of his incredibly brief. Uh, retirement, which we're all grateful that it was a short retirement. Yeah, we got some all good these, all these years later. We got
0: some more good years out of him, and, and I, th- I think the last the last number one song from Frank was something stupid with with Nancy off of uh, off of uh, the world we knew. Yeah,
2: in 1966 um, would have been, been I think the next year. I mean, yeah. or could have been 65, but. The world we knew.
0: Sixty-seven um, was what album. we knew.
2: And what? Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven,
0: because we drank drink a bourbon from sixty-seven.
2: Ah, uh, okay. Well, that makes that makes sense. It does. It does seem like that.
0: You see, I was reflecting on the podcast there.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of songs like, in French Sinatra that I like better than.
0: Something stupid. I know it's a shame, but but I think that was the reality of the situation with with the way radio was, or the way album sales were, uh, and the way they tracked it. Uh, that he that he didn't chart. He charted after that, but he didn't he didn't chart to number one, except for that song. Because because 50 years ago, this month uh, was boots. These boots are made for walking. It's the, it's the 50th anniversary of boots.
2: Uh, okay is uh
0: and, and nancy's been doing some um some press and and um some special stuff for her fans doing q a on instagram okay she's on instagram she's gramming it really yep okay okay 50 years well, later
2: you know that's that's great and, and and they did have like i don't want to take anything away from that necessarily it just just not my favorite personally but um, yeah
0: but it makes sense because she had Oh no not Boots I I like that That's a a great performance
2: I was talking about the duet Right And um, Yeah there's been We'll have to talk about it Another time Larry uh, But There's been another One of these uh, Reprise uh, Rarities releases That just came out And and we have to Oh yeah We have to talk about this In a pretty extensive way Because there's a connection To frankly drinking this Oh Quite strong Oh Um, Okay But beyond that they they put out a song called "Life Is a Trippy Thing." Have you heard this? No, uh, folks. I don't know if we'll play it on the show, but check out "Life Is a Trippy Thing" by Frank Sinatra and Nancy Sinatra. It's it's playing on your streaming uh, music service right now. Yeah, check it out on Apple or Spotify.
0: It's Frank News. It's new Frank yeah. News, so it's yeah. it's relevant. And yeah. Um, yeah.
2: New new stuff coming out.
0: We might have to do a rarity show.
2: Another one.
0: Another rarity show.
2: Yes. Even more rare.
0: Even rarity. more rarity r- <laughs> Rarer than rare rarities. <laughs> I mean we have we have rare, really rare bourbons here, so
2: we we, we could have done re- super obscure things because we got Ow, super rare oh bourbons yeah. tonight.
0: We I mean, could go we is, could go we could go deep. We could I go mean, deep is, undercover.
1: Oof. I'm, well, I'm really we've that. we've yeah.
0: reached. Uh, this has been great. We've reached the end of um, this record, and um, you know, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, you know what that means,
2: Larry? What does that mean?
0: That means it's time for our Jack Daniels pour.
2: Oh, okay, excellent.
0: So on an earlier show last yeah. season, uh-huh. we poured from a special release from uh, JD. Uh, it was the Heritage Barrel release, which is uh, probably my favorite Jack Daniels of all time. Um, it's okay. a limited edition uh, that they release. Um, and they issued a, another bottle this year. Um, this is all in celebration of the heritage of uh, of whiskey, American whiskey. And okay. So this year they released a barrel-proof rye.
2: Ah,
0: and so we're going to cap off this show—a wow.
2: barrel proof rye from Jack Daniels, from Jack Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Yeah,
0: they already have a, a rye. Right. They have a, yep. Then they have a yep. single barrel rye. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and then single they have bar- then they have a barrel proof single barrel. Oh, ah, okay. Okay, and now what is the difference? This, with this this is a a special, uh, special. release of hand, of handmade um, blended barrel proof okay. rye. From those same barrels, but it's basically uh, Jeff Arnett, master distiller. Okay, uh, has selected the, the the blend.
2: He he selected the barrels. Selected the to barrels put the together
0: for this. Selected the barrels and, um, to put together for this. Okay. And um, okay. Oh, that's 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 a that's a hefty that's a hefty cork, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, that is was substantial. Now you don't need to pour too much of this. Uh, this is uh, sitting at one hundred thirty one point one proof. Mm. Um, I thought it would be a little cooler this evening, okay. but it's a
2: perfect pour. It's going to have a, that should have a little pop to it. Heading into fall. <laughs> yeah. 130.
0: 131 oh, proof. Mm. But proof. this okay. is All right, hold on. absolutely fantastic. Get a bit of this. Yeah. Jack Daniels, I, I wouldn't say they're, they're killing it, but they're making decisions where they're, you know, they're making really smart decisions about uh, how they do limited releases. Uh, obviously, they're still continuing to make the the Sinatra release. Uh, yeah, you'll see that yep. on shelves right now, uh, going into the holiday season, and yeah,
2: makes makes for a good gift. We we don't get paid by Jack Daniels to say that, but oh. when you're talking about you know combining Sinatra and whiskey, right? We 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 would really be you know we would be remiss. Why didn't we didn't think say, of that? Uh, that would be a great, why didn't we think of that idea? That'd be a great pour. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a uh, great
2: gift and a great pour.
0: <laughs> so, so you know, again, this is uh, just a great pour okay. for the season as things cool off and you head into fall, and you, uh, you know, reflect on the summer, reflect on the last year, yeah, and um, reflect on this album. Mm.
1: man courting the girls I played me
2: Frank is gonna wrap up the record a the a September song with it's a, it's a classic girls, I'd let the old earth take a I let I like the um, there's a version while I, I think the, the one that I was in introduced to this song uh, by was by Jeff Lynn. Back on the Armchair Theater album back in. Uh, oh, wow. Back in 91. 90 or 91. Jeff Lynne of Yellow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, 30 years ago, kind of split the difference between um, where we are now and, and where Frank was uh, when he recorded this uh, 56 years ago. But, um. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely song. Jeff Lynn did a ni- did a really nice version. It's a little bit more lighthearted, a little more whimsical. Um, but you know, Frank Frank doesn't Frank doesn't make it all too sad and dour. I mean, this is a guy who who was in the prime of his life uh, when he turned 50, yeah, and who did a lot of amazing work around that time and after that time. So. Larry, with your 50 coming up next year, just uh, raise a glass to you. Hey, cheers. And um, thanks, thanks for these amazing pours.
0: Yeah, it's on, a great bookend but the from days grow short. September of my years to September song.
2: Yeah, fantastic pour. Good,
0: good stuff. Thanks coming to out.
1: you.
0: But yes, it's good to be back. When the and here's some more episodes. Yes. We'll see you soon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, here's to thank here's you. Here's
2: to all the listeners.
0: Yeah, if you have ideas, if you want to contact us, you know where to find us. Franklydrinking at on Instagram. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and like us, like us, like us. Yeah, like us on the podcast wherever <laughs> you get your podcast. And thank you. Tell your friends about us.
2: And, and,
0: and you've been listening.
1: To our precious view September November And these few precious days I'll spend Precious day!